Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I don't get it. Podcast. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome to the I Don't Get It Podcast. This is Lauren. This is Naz. <laughs> and we're obviously across the world from each other. Um, I thought you were going to say something, Ashley, so I was waiting. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, well, today we have a topic that's really funny because Courtney, you know, who does a lot of the booking for us, she said that the ultimate I don't get it for her is that she's gotten more emails about girls experiencing this topic than any other topic before. And the topic is, I didn't know I was pregnant until I was giving birth. I can't believe there's multiple, like at least, I can't believe we got one or two stories no, she, but we got so many she was like kept messaging me she's like can you please put down the promo we have too many stories already i can't she's like you well, already have to actually sorry i was gonna say this is actually insane because i was in a sorority with a girl that had a baby even though she was on birth control it like didn't work and that freaked me out and then i was like okay it's possible oh so that is like the one thing you google can you get pregnant when you're on birth control and she yeah exactly yeah and she was at one percent no it's way it's like more than one percent it's like shocking it's like i think the pill is like mm, i don't know whatever but it's not like super rare i mean it's rare but it's not like crazy yeah but the fact that courtney said that we got so many emails kind of kind of freaks me out like this is like this is definitely 100% possible just never but I guess we'll decide after we hear everyone. everyone's story it's, it's not you guys I think you're missing I think what I'm trying to say is you're totally missing the point getting pregnant off birth control is something like we kind of all know but being, what like, we don't know is pregnant. being nine months pregnant you didn't figure it out yeah that's what I mean sorry okay. I didn't really say that clearly <laughs> yes all right so we're gonna get callers and then we'll have some that we'll read Okay, great. Let's so go. let's give her a call and find out how she gave birth without knowing. All right, Mayette. Well, hi. It's a pleasure to get you on the phone. Happy birthday to your baby that was born uh, almost a year to the date, March twenty eighth, twenty nineteen. Yeah. Tell us your entire story, what you thought was going on with your body, and what actually was. Okay, so I'm. Um... I have stage three endometriosis. So Naz has endometriosis. Yay, endo sister. <laughs> yes. And a lot of times. Um, yeah, it's not fun. Um, a lot of times, like doctors tell you, you're not going to be able to get pregnant on your own. So me and my husband just assumed that that was going to be the case. Um, and so, you know, married. Have no protected sex. <laughs> um, and I guess I like I got pregnant and I was still having my period. Everything was normal because that's another thing that can happen with endo is your endometrium can continue to slough even when you are pregnant. Um, and we found out later my uterus is tilted. Mm. 
So there wasn't a lot of movement that I could feel or anything like that, but I was like not really gaining weight. I get morning sickness pretty regularly because of the endo. Um, and so I just really didn't think anything was wrong. I was going to the doctor like when normal. When you say you get morning sickness, you mean like you get nauseous often? Yeah, I get nauseous pretty often. Okay. Um, so the morning sickness didn't, was nothing that I was unused to. Uh-huh. Um, and so I was going to the doctor like normal. I had like an inkling that maybe I was pregnant, but I took multiple pregnancy tests and they were coming back negative. What? So we like, That's crazy. Yeah, it's so crazy. Which so, ones? What brand? So I know not to buy them. <laughs> Um, no, I, I feel like it's like the endo, right? Yeah. Yeah, so your hormones produce, are off. Yeah, it can produce, um, cause you to produce lower of the human growth hormone that's detectable. Ah. Um, it also can, because of the scarring on your uterus, can make it so ultrasounds don't see anything. Mm, this is tricky. Yeah. And, We're all fucked. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I think having a child is miraculous. And the fact, I mean, I'll let you finish your story, but the fact that you had one makes me so, so happy. Yeah, it's it was really exciting. Um, so I started like bloating a little bit, but it was in like month eight. Hmm. Wow. And so I went to the doctor and they're like, Oh yeah, you have a candida overgrowth, which is just like when the like antibodies in your gut are wrong. Hmm. Wait and a second. So yeast, right? Did they didn't do any yeah. blood tests? Yeah. I had a blood pregnancy test. Shut up. What? Yeah. So yeah, this is very understandable how you thought you were not pregnant for so long. Yeah, I also had an ultrasound. What month did you have an ultrasound? Yeah, and what came up in the ultrasound? I guess because of the scarring of the uterus, you can't see. Yeah, and the tilted position, and they didn't, they weren't looking for a baby. They were just going to check the scarring to see if I needed surgery. So wait, I'm sorry, what month was it? Um, my ultrasound was in January. No, no, no. Oh, and you had the baby in March. Yeah. And you were actually nine months in March. Yes. So about a that. seven month ultrasound did not show a child. Yeah. What in the That's world? Wild. Okay, I wonder so- if all the other, I wonder if all the other women we're going to talk to also have endo. Cause this is crazy. I have a question. How did you know you have endo? Cause it's really hard to find out. So when I was about 15, um, I was getting really, really sick on my periods and I was like losing a lot of weight and stuff. And, um, my mom didn't believe that anything was wrong, but my dad took me to the doctor anyways. Mm, And they, um, they were like, yeah, it sounds like you have endometriosis. Um, we're going to put you on birth control because that can help sometimes. Um, and then when I was 20, I actually went in and got an endoscopy. What's an endoscopy? It's like a um, like a non-invasive surgery um, that checks the tissue in your abdomen. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah they only found mine when I got fibroid surgery. So it wasn't yeah. until they opened me up that he was like, "Oh, we see it inside of you." So it's like, I don't. I just feel like it all plays into like how crazy, you know, how you can yeah. have a kid and have no idea. So endo. what ha- what happened when you started going to labor? So I was working at a a clothing store as a manager and I like woke up in the morning and I thought I was on my period um, because I was just getting a little bit of cramping and I was like, okay, whatever. Um, So I went to work and it like kept getting worse and I was like, okay, this is fine. Sometimes my periods are so bad that I just have to like take a day and go home. So I sent myself home and I texted my husband and I told him what was going on and then I got a fever. 
Um, and so I called my doctor and I was like, Hey, these are my symptoms. What do you think is happening? She was like, Oh, it sounds like you might have appendicitis. Like you need to go to the ER now. Okay. And so my husband came home from work. We took me to the ER and, um, when they came in to do the ultrasound to check for appendicitis because of how big she was. They found a heartbeat. Oh, they found a heartbeat. No way. What was your reaction? Um, well, my husband was like, um, like not with me. He was in the waiting room at the ER. And I'm like, okay, cool. So like I'm pregnant. That's fine. I can work with that. <laughs> you didn't think it was happening um, like that moment, right? Yeah. And then they were like, yeah, it looks like you might be in labor, but we can't tell you really anything more than that. Do you what? have anybody who's here with you? So they went and got my husband and I'm like crying at this point because like, we don't have any baby stuff. Like what's yeah. going on? Is the baby healthy? Yeah. Like, yeah. um, all these questions are going through my head and my husband like thinks that I've like got pregnant and then was miscarrying and that was, 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 was what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're really emotional and they like rushed us up to the emergency OB wing where they like did the full ultrasound and tried to like measure her out and go in and all those. But because of how far back my uterus was tilted and the way that she was seated, like seated, they couldn't like, all they could figure out is basically like she had a heartbeat and she looks like she's about the right size. They didn't know if she was a boy or a girl at that point. They didn't know if she had like the right amount of fingers and toes. Yeah. So that was really, that part was really, really scary. So um, C-section immediately? No. <laughs> You're like, yeah. no, I pushed. <laughs> they, were, they were like, okay, how do you want to do this? Like, do you want the epidural? And I was like, um, yes, give me yes. the epidural. Like, I was not planned for this. Um, so I got the epidural, and I was in labor in total for 36 hours. Holy wow. fuck. Jesus Christ. Um, how many pounds and is I had, she? She was seven pounds, eight ounces. Perfect. Just sitting in your body. (laughs) Yeah. She was like so like far back and in my hips that when she would move and stuff, it literally just felt like I was having indigestion. Okay. I was going to ask. I was like, you never felt a kick? So it felt like. Yeah. She was like stuck. Mm. And she was totally healthy? Yeah. She was totally healthy. She had a little bit of like lung problems. Um just because it happens to babies sometimes i guess but so were you doing anything during your pregnancy that would have caused it to have like an unhappy outcome like were you drinking or smoking or anything so i was like smoking weed every day so i was really worried about that okay i was really really scared about that um they asked me as soon as we got in there they're like do you drink do you do any drugs and when i told them that they're like yeah actually that doesn't really do anything i was gonna say it's probably way better than anything else better than alcohol probably yeah yeah, and I, I was like, like oh, yeah, okay. I back from Burning Man. Did they explain like why you still get your period? Yeah, so because of the endometriosis, sometimes the uterus can continue to slough. And so were you getting regular periods or were you just getting spotting throughout? Right. I was getting like pretty regular periods. They weren't as heavy as they usually were, but I also got like maybe birth control is finally doing a job. Did you? Wait, so were you on birth control? Yeah. 
Holy fuck. <laughs> oh, and she was on birth control. What a miracle child. Did did um She really wanted to come. She was like that's great. I'm coming, mom. Don't worry. This makes me like so happy. She like um, defied the laws of science. <laughs> she she did. She wanted to be born. What's Aww. her name? Her name is Juniper. Juniper. God, That's I adorable. Thank you. I feel like your body, you know how your body go through goes through massive hormone changes while you're pregnant. Did you feel emotionally different like throughout those nine months? Yes. I felt like I wanted to be in my house more. I didn't want to like go out and do stuff with our friends. Um, but I also felt that that was just like, I had a new job. I was stressed from work. I was always tired. I think that that was the biggest thing that I'll notice because it can happen again. Um, All right, this is wow. The biggest thing that like I'll notice next time is I had no energy. No. Like, I when I got home from uh-huh. work, I was like, it's fine. You can play video games all night. I'm going to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. As you saw in that group message, there's a shocking number of women (laughs) who uh, wrote in and that we're going to get on the phone to see how your story compares to theirs. So thank you so much. Yeah, I'm super excited. All right. Bye. (laughs) Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. We have been hearing that so many of you guys have been meeting their partner on OkCupid these days. And that's because... It actually works, and it's the most mentioned dating app in the New York Times wedding section. And it's also because OKCupid asks the most thoughtful questions so that it can get to know you and what type of person that you're looking for. And some of these questions are like, do you find intelligence sexier than looks? How About how long do you want your next relationship to last? I think that's a bizarre question, but maybe some of you want to not so long relationship and are you a cat person or a dog person very important question do you listen to podcasts and do you feel how do you feel about coffee dates um so if you agree on those um with someone else they'll match you with them and a million other questions so okcupid is the only app in the world that can match you on a range of issues you care about OkCupid can match you with a dog person or a cat person or on someone who cares about climate change just like you. So stop the mindless time on dating apps and go to an app where you choose what matters. OkCupid is free, so we don't have to give you one of those long URLs with a code. So just download OkCupid today and go on a great date this week and then tell us all about the great person you met and we'll come to the wedding. So that's OkCupid and you'll find the spouse you have been waiting for. All right, so now we have Vanessa on the phone. And Vanessa, you to be honest, you were the one that inspired me to do this podcast <laughs> because you posted a picture on our Facebook group of you seven, seven, eight months pregnant on the beach and your stomach was flat as a surfboard. And <laughs> I was like, what in the world? That would be the most amazing podcast. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Are you looking at the picture right now? Yes. Oh, wait. And then... I, that might have been a different day, but probably eight months pregnant in that picture. We'll we'll have to post this to the message board Absolutely. again. So, <laughs> so tell us your whole story. And yeah, just start from the beginning. Okay, start from the beginning. Okay, so my but like also and I take met. ten minutes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, got it. I've told this story so many times I could get it in ten minutes. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, so my husband and I met in during our undergrad, and then we moved to California after we graduated. And he was going to seminary in Pasadena. And one of the key parts of our story to remember is we did not have a car when we lived there. 
And so we commuted everywhere by bike. Oh. Um, so <laughs> it's December of 2012 and we were missing like the snow and the coldness of where we're used to living. And so we went to a shopping center in Glendale. I don't remember what it's called out. I think Americana or Americana. Yeah, Americana is great. The dankest place on yeah. earth. <laughs> so that was 10 miles from our apartment. And so we biked there. We like walked around and there's like fake snow, which we thought was so funny. And then we biked home. So 20 miles total. We go to bed that night. I wake up the next morning and my back was hurting and nothing like excruciating, but enough to be uncomfortable. Um, it was a lower and, back or, or where? Where in your back? Yes. Lower, lower back, back, lower back. Yeah. Um, but I really just thought it was from biking, like the long bike ride. So we go throughout our day. He goes to work. I go to work. Um, we were going to go on a date that night and I called him and I said, you know, I just don't feel good. I think we should just stay home tonight. And so he went and picked up dinner, brings it home. Um, we just hung out or whatever. We go to bed the next morning I wake up and it's a little bit better. And so I really just thought, okay, that was weird. It's over. Right. Um, but then it starts, it comes back. Um, we go to bed the next day I wake up and it's like, it's bad. It's really painful. He's telling me like, let's go to the hospital. And I said, no, I don't want to go to the hospital. Um, you know, because we are like 3000 miles from our families. I don't want to go somewhere that I'm not, you know, comfortable going. I don't have a doctor. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it'll go away. Right. So this Every is Every millennial response. Right. Yes. <laughs> so this is the 11th. Um, I had a friend and she said, I have some muscle relaxers. Do you want to, do you want to try it? Oh, no. Which I don't recommend like taking prescription drugs from other people, but I was so desperate because I was in so much pain. I said, yes, I'll try it. So I took it and it did not even touch mm. the pain. Tyler's still like, let's go to the hospital. And I'm saying, no, I don't want to go to the hospital. <laughs> if I could just like go to sleep, if I could get some rest then I think I would be fine. So he's like, okay. So he goes to bed. I try to go to bed. I cannot sleep. So I'm like pacing our apartment, taking really hot showers because that's the only way I could get any kind of relief. Oh my God. And so our friend lived below us and he said, if you need a car, like to get to the hospital, call me, I'll take you. I said, okay, I'm going to go to bed. It'll be fine. Well, then I wake up or I didn't wake up. I woke Tyler up and I said, we have to go to the hospital because I am dying. Something is seriously wrong with me. I thought like my kidneys were exploding or something horrible is happening. So we get in the car and on the way there, Tyler says, it's funny now. He says, um, mm -hmm. oh, the date's 12-12-12. It's December 12, 2012. He's like, it would be fun to have a birthday on like days that repeat. <laughs> and I'm like, well, oh, yeah, whatever. Like, I don't care. We're going to the hospital. <laughs> right. Which I'm like, I don't care about that because Shut I the can't. Fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I can't <laughs> right now. So we get into the into the emergency room and um, I cannot even speak to tell the lady what's wrong with me. Aww. So Tyler kind of relays and says like, she's having back pain. We don't know why she didn't get hurt. Like we have no clue what's happening. So she like bypasses us through everybody in the waiting room. We get into triage and they start asking like all those questions that they asked me at the beginning. Like when was your last menstrual cycle? And I said, you know, I've been on birth control since before we got married. Um, I've taken it every day religiously at 10 o'clock. There's no way that I'm pregnant. Um, but it did make my periods like irregular mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of spotty, nothing the like birth control made it irregular. Or you mean like the birth control kind of made it, it's like so light. Both. Like it wasn't consistent and it was super light. Okay. And so, but I was like, what that, birth control you were on? It was, I was on the pill. I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember what the name of it was. Um, 
But I said that definitely happened within the last month. And so like, remind you, like they can see me. So I'm in leggings and like a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can like see my body. They don't, I don't look pregnant. Um, and they weighed me and my weight was, a, was normal. <gasps> so they get us into the doctor's office and the doctor comes in and he's like, okay, what's wrong? And I'm in so much pain. I can't even like speak to him. And he is getting frustrated with me because this I can't tell him. Did you feel attack. like you were having like you're dilating? I mean, I don't, I didn't know. I probably, I was absolutely contracting for sure because I've had two other kids since then. So oh, looking okay. back. Oh, since then. Okay. Yes. Um, definitely. But in that moment, you had no idea. No clue. Like, no, that's why it was terrifying. Cause I had no idea why I was in so much pain. Um, and so he says, you know, is there any way that you're pregnant? I tell him again, like, no, there's no way. And he said, okay, I want to get like some scans going, but we have to confirm that you're not pregnant just as a precaution. And I said, okay, fine. So I take the pregnancy test. He comes in. He's like, okay, you are pregnant. And we were shocked. Holy shit. But still like, okay, like we wanted kids, maybe not like right now, because we'd only been married like a year and a half. Um, But like, this is good, but we have some things to figure out. And he says, we're going to get you up to ultrasound to see how far along you are. And then I start to be like, I'm panicked because I know that I should not be in this much pain, like at the beginning of a pregnancy. And so automatically I'm thinking like, miscarriage or you know the worst thing and so the ultrasound guy he's like doing the thing and he says to me you really didn't know you were pregnant and the way I'm facing like the monitor's like behind me so I can't see anything and I said no why and he like points to the side and he says I can't discuss any results with you because I'm just a technician (laughs) but he had (laughs) but he had to ask (laughs) right I just say can I just say I hate when they do that Cause I'm always, whenever I get a test, I'm like, can you tell me if it's good or bad or whatever? And they're like, no, I'm not allowed. I'm like, but you know, I know. right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's like, okay. Um, he like gets all the, gets all the, um, things that he needs and he sends us back down and the doctor comes in like very promptly and says, okay. He's like, you're actually nine months pregnant. And the fluid around your baby is low. And so you're going to be delivering your baby today. (gasps) And so I like, it's kind of blurry (laughs) just because it was like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean I'm pregnant? There's no way that I'm pregnant. Um, He said, no, you're definitely pregnant. And so I'm like panicked. Tyler's very calm. He's very, he's a very calm person, which I'm very thankful for because I needed him to be calm in that moment. Um, I need someone. And I'm just, (laughs) and so, yeah, I'm just freaking out. And um, the, the, um, the nurse says to me, she like grabs my shoulders and she says, you're going to be okay. You're in the best place, you know, possible that you could be right now. You know, you're going to be fine. And so um, she gets us up to labor and delivery and they check to see, you know, if, how far along I am or how far dilated I am. And they can already feel hair. <laughs> <laughs> and so she says to me, um, you, you need to decide right now if you need, if you want an epidural, um, because you're not going to have time, you yeah. know, if you like, wait, I mean like this and very so, moment, like I would say like, once the hair is there, <laughs> you're like yes. almost past that point. Right. And so it was like one of those things, like in your mind, you have what you want your birth to be like before you're actually pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know. I don't, I'm not like, ever going to get an epidural. I'm not going to need one. I got the epidural. <laughs> yeah. Good. <laughs> You don't know what that pain feels like until you're like actually going through it. And plus we needed time to figure out, you know, what the heck we were going to do. And we had to call our parents 
just which, imagine. they're like back. My parents are in Pennsylvania. His are in Ohio. Oh my God. You're, I want to know your parents' reaction after this. <laughs> um, and so we called our parents. Then we had to think of, um, you know, how we're going to get diapers and wipes and at least a car seat, you know, just like the, the basic essentials that we need. Um, and our nurse was incredible. She actually got all that stuff that we needed within like a couple hours. She was in some kind of mom's group and they had everything that we needed delivered to our apartment. Um, they brought us a car seat and some blankets, you know, all the things that we needed, which was so helpful. Um, and so then we had to think of a name we didn't know if it was a boy or a girl. And we had always said, if we had a boy, we wanted to name him Landon because we watched A Walk to Remember. That was our first movie that we watched in college. Girl, yeah, that's awesome. Come on now, obviously. Right. And so... um, (laughs) Ashley has no words. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so we didn't have any girl name. And so at this point, it's like... So we went to the hospital around 7 in the morning. At this point, it's like 5.30 and it's time to start pushing. And I think I pushed for about three hours before this baby came out. And there were so many doctors in our room because they didn't really know anything about the baby, you know, what, mm-hmm. if he was going to be healthy or not. Um, and so there's so many doctors, eventually baby comes out six pounds, 13 ounces, 20 inches long. And it's a boy. Um, it's Landon. Landon. <laughs> yeah. Landon. He was born and he was perfectly healthy, which is, I think looking back now, now that I've had two other kids, I'm so grateful because I know everything that could have gone wrong with Mm -hmm. him, not knowing. Um, But yeah, he was perfect. And that's awesome. There he was. (laughs) And is there a reason why your stomach was so flat? Is it because you biked everywhere? (laughs) (laughs) Not necessarily. Um, It's just the way like my placenta was positioned and the way he was positioned in there. Um, have you been like of normal pregnant size the past two pregnancies? Yeah. So I just, I have a four-year-old whose name is Torin and my pregnancy with him was pretty normal. And I definitely sh- like had a belly and I could feel him moving around. And then I had another baby five months ago and his pregnancy was pretty textbook and hmm. so normal. So you say it was a, do you call it a cryptic, a cryptic pregnancy? A cryptic? Oh, somebody mean? called their their pregnancy a cryptic pregnancy, which is like when you can't see it. That's weird. Oh, I don't know. I've um, never heard of it. So what was their reasoning for why you couldn't see it? Yeah, what's the reasoning? I don't know. I don't know that they really had a reason. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> what? Well, so I said, I kept, I remember like I was apologizing to the doctors. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And they're like, I don't know why you're apologizing. Like this happens, but I just, I don't know. I felt guilty and I just felt guilty like, you know, because some women try for years mm-hmm. and they never get pregnant or, you know, they do everything right and their pregnancy ends, Yeah. you know, and right. I, I mean, not that I did anything wrong, but I didn't have to try <laughs> Yeah. and I had this super easy pregnancy and I had this beautiful, healthy baby and well, that's Aww. really great. I'm so grateful. Yeah. Yeah. Did it make you sort of like, did you ever think in other moments after Landon came that you could be pregnant when you, I feel like that would give me life term anxiety. Yes. So Tyler's like, so should we just buy a bunch of pregnancy tests and just take them every month, once a month? Yeah. And I was like, no, we're not doing that. But it was, I mean, looking back, it was kind of ideal because I didn't have any pregnancy symptoms. I lived my normal life. Um, There's a lot of stress when you know that you're pregnant and I didn't have any of that, any of that. I just showed up. Had a baby, left. You never honestly, felt kicking. If I had, 
What? You never felt kicking? No. So that's also part of like placenta placement. Um, that, that was the reasoning for that. And I do remember feeling like, like little gas bubbles, mm-hmm. which was probably him moving Aww, around. You just little gas bubble. <laughs> it's funny though, because I say his personality matches how he was in the womb. Like he's so calm and reserved. And he's very sweet. And then my other two, like Torin is my outgoing social butterfly. I feel like the name Torin would make him the badass. He yeah. is. He's pretty great. He's, <laughs> they're both pretty great. But yeah, Torin is he's something. You're awesome at picking baby names. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So this one just comes down to placenta placement. That's it. That's all yeah. we know. Interesting. Wow. Thank Very you for sharing. That. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. All right. And, and thank you for inspiring this podcast. And that picture will be <laughs> on the message boards. Sure. I know I emailed it, but if you need it again, let me know. I got Amazing. it, girl. I'm looking at it right now. Thank you all so right. much. Okay, bye, Vanessa. You're bye. Bye. All right, guys, we got Viv on the line. Viv, um, you also didn't know you are pregnant. You thought you had, and you had abdominal surgery, and that confused you. So take us through your story, please. Yeah, so it started January 2018. I was a flight attendant, just like living my life, having a good time. And I was in Canada end of January, and just felt super sick and like didn't know what was going on. And I got back to the U.S. really quickly so that my airline didn't like ground me because I went to hospital in Canada. And I get back to the States and I go into a doctor and she's like, oh my gosh, you need your gallbladder out like yesterday. We need to get this out right now. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I go in, they do a full gallbladder removal surgery and then it just goes downhill from there. And I just spent months and months so sick, like in and out of the ER, going to naturopath, like just felt like crap and couldn't figure out why. And uh, they, I drained my savings account because I turned 26 and like my insurance ended. And I just kept trying to figure out like vomiting 24 seven, like I, what I thought was a period, like never, like didn't let up the whole time. And it was so crazy. And doctors are like, ah, it's just like surgery complications. Like you're okay. You have IBS. Like you're okay. We'll figure it out. I'm like, oh dang. They didn't take any blood tests during this entire process. I'm very. They did. They did. They took a lot of blood tests, but the first doctor, the surgeon, forgot to do a check mark on the pregnancy test box, and so every doctor after that went off of all her paperwork, and they're like, oh well, she's not pregnant. Holy shit! Like. Crazy. That would have answered so many questions. You would have saved so so much money. Now, wait a second. Wait a second. Did you really need your gallbladder out? Or did they think that that was what? You're going to burst our ears. I'm sorry. So now, no, they think I probably did not need my gallbladder (gasps) out. That's real cute. So I had, we can tell now that I had placenta privia. So the placenta grows in front. So it kind of like pushed her the baby Hazel is her name. It like pushed her back and up like behind my ribs. So like I like couldn't breathe. And I'm like a pretty small person. Like I'm like five three and like 110 pounds. And I didn't change. Like literally nothing was different. My boobs got a little bit bigger, but you know, nothing like 
crazy. And yeah, I bled the whole time because I had a ripped placenta. Oh. So like nobody you had a could what figure placenta? it out. A ripped placenta. Why so did you placenta have a ripped placenta? Pushed, the per- placenta was pushed up and back or was the baby yeah. pushed? Okay, so that's why. So basically so you're placenta, half the size yeah. of what you should have been. Yeah. Because it's pushed so, up Okay, I, I she get was that. In, she was in my ribs basically is what it was and i had like literally just like chest pains and couldn't breathe for months Viv, Wait, Viv, i get not- oh sorry naz go ahead it's okay because the person that was just on the line with us it was also due to placenta placement yeah. so how does your placenta like just do that and why so i have no clue um i have no clue i have a cousin that had a normal pregnancy knew about it and she had the same thing where like the placenta is like in the front and up and kind of weird but she showed Hmm. but I literally didn't like I was in Vegas in a bikini a month before I had her and there's like pictures of me and I was like same situation so she was like full term full term yep so I had gone for a conference I lost my job obviously because I was too sick to fly and I had enrolled in grad school and was at a conference for that. And like I had gotten back on a Sunday. And then that Monday night right afterwards, I like cooked dinner and thought I like cooked the chicken wrong because I felt really sick. And then, yeah, just it went downhill from there. Okay, and girl, I'm going to stop was, you here because I, I know where this story is going because I'm, I'm reading your email right now. And it's about the climax in a way that I can't even imagine. I, I can't even get over but before you it's, get it's a, it's a whole mood before you get there you say you bled the entire time what, did you go to the gyno and yeah. you were like why am i bleeding from my vagina all this time yeah yeah so it wasn't like crazy bleeding it was like spotting and then like once a month ish it would get like a little heavier but it was just kind of like more spotting and the doctors just kept saying like you know you just had a big surgery your, your body's really out of whack I literally was puking from like sun up till sundown the whole time. Like, oh my God, your gyno didn't so take like, up your on body the bleeding is just plus out of whack. the throwing up. No, no, literally nothing. No, and they, they all thought it was side effects from my um, gallbladder, my gallbladder surgery. Your and gut- I didn't have like an exam or anything during that time because, like yeah. I said, I'd lost my insurance like halfway through it, oh and it was goodness. like right before I was scheduled for everything. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to put my money in focusing on any doctor that can help me figure out my ish. Like I got, I got to feel better. I'm, Absolutely. I was 20, 26 at that time. Like, I don't know what to do here. So the second you had the baby. No, 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 Okay. No. Never mind. I'm no, going to no, continue, no, no, continue no, no, no. the story. Okay. Wait, I feel like you should be on diagnosis on Netflix or like these cases. Thank you. Yeah. Well, there used to be a show called, I didn't know I was pregnant. I think it was like on yeah. TLC. Yeah. So well, now it's on the I don't get it. Well, exactly. Um, when I, like, the first thing I said, actually, like, when I, like, kind of came to or whatever and everything, I was like, I'm not one of those trashy girls on a TV show. Like, I promise. Like, I'm just, <laughs> like no, like, you're, good. like you're, you're cool. But, but no, Viv, so I got, okay, so I got really sick. Yeah, you got and, really sick. You thought you had food poisoning. And then? And then I... I was actually all alone. I had moved my folks because of the whole like spending all my money on medical bills things. And they were in Hawaii. My younger brother was out of town on a business trip. So I like literally had nobody in my town and I just kept getting sicker and sicker. And I was like, oh my gosh, 
I'm in excruciating pain. Like, like my stomach is sick. So I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to go to bed, try to sleep it off. And I got to the point where I was blacking out from pain and I didn't know what was going on. And so I called my parents who were in Hawaii and I was like, I think I'm dying. Like, oh. I, I think that my life is over. Like, sorry for dying while you're on vacation and I'm in your house, but like, I don't know what's happening. And they called 911 and they got the ambulance to come. But while the ambulance was coming, I started just pouring blood, like literally so bad. So when the EMTs got there, they looked at me and I was like just wearing yoga pants and a tank top. And they thought I had an aortic rupture. And that sometimes when you have that, you can bleed vaginally. That's how the blood gets out. Oh my God. So... we didn't know what was wrong. And I just felt like, I was like, I don't know, like something's really bad with me. Like I'm so in much, so much pain. And they're like, well, we got, we got to get you to the hospital. Like your heart blew up basically. And the whole time it was pretty sad. My mom was on the phone with one of the EMTs too. Like what's happening to my daughter? Like, and they're like, man, like we gotta go. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like this is where I go. I'm laying on my parents' entryway floor, like surrounded by blood. And then all of a sudden a baby came out and I didn't see the baby. I just saw her in vocal cords and I was like, Oh, there's my intestines. Like I'm dead. Like been a good run. Um, so it wasn't my intestines. It wasn't in vocal cord. And from that stage, I'm a little bit blurry on it. Um, I only remember the EMT they assigned to keep me conscious and they got us to the hospital. They did all sorts of tests and everything. And she's perfect. I literally have like the sweetest, smartest, perfect 17 month old ever. Oh my God. So the blood that gushed out, was that just a normal kind of pregnancy having a baby? No. No. Okay. So hindsight now that like they know I was pregnant, I would have probably been like medicated to keep the baby in, you know, bed rest forever, planned C-section. It would have been like a very intense situation I guess I don't know I didn't know any of the logistics of it I didn't know I I didn't ever plan on having kids that wasn't ever part of my life story okay so um would you remember when you had sex and like yeah like you you know know, who's who's the father hey hey, a one night stand um I know the father he wants nothing to do with it which is fine like I'm 2020. Yeah, you can rock the single mom vibe, and uh, yeah, so I know who he is, and all it we're good now, and it's just me and her, and we're just taking on the world. But it was weird, yeah. And I'm in the hospital, and they're like, And you have a baby, and I was like, <laughs> What? And they're I like, mean, What do you want to name her? Like, asking me all these questions. I was like, As scared as know. it is, that must be so much better to know that you are pregnant rather than dying yeah. or and having all these terrible things happen to you. Absolutely. Yeah. It was, like I said, it was just strange and like bizarro. So, but I mean, yeah, I was like all by myself until my parents could get off of Hawaii and you like come back to with, mainland. You gave birth with the EMT there basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah. They were like down the hall, like, a, like getting ready to like get me on the stretcher. And I'm just like laying there like, I can't, my I can't even imagine. Did That's you feel, wild. did you feel like your vagina was dilating? Mm-mm. so that's the thing like I didn't really feel that and like with the contractions I never had like 
contractions plural I kind of just started like feeling really like uncomfortable like just all over my abdomen and then it just progressively got worse so like I know some people like it lasts up and they have like a moment to breathe I didn't really have any breathing moments Mm -hmm. I literally just went from like oh I don't feel very good maybe bad chicken to like this is the end bad chicken to a 17 month old baby. Well, I feel like it's so crazy the way life works. Like I can't imagine being your parents and just getting that call. Like, I think I'm dying. And like, what I, what's crazy is all the people we've talked to thus far, like the child has been like completely healthy. And to me, I'm like, this is kind of like such a great scenario to like not have to tell everyone you're pregnant, not have to worry about like anything. <laughs> yeah. Obviously it was, it's not was, ideal. It's not ideal, but it's like, it's kind of a funny miracle. Yeah. It was really, I mean, I was really lucky that I was like so sick. So then I was taking really good care of my body. and like, I wasn't drinking. I was like eating smoothies every day, like trying to figure out how to be like super healthy. But yeah, it's weird when you have baby and like, I didn't have like any, I, the baby didn't have any clothes. <laughs> when my parents landed, I was like, Hey, you guys need to go buy like a car seat. Like I need help. Like I, what do you do? Like you got nothing for a baby, but were, she's they, super were they really excited? Yeah, they were pretty excited. I mean, it was really shocking for everybody and just kind of like the trauma of like yeah. how it happened oh, was yeah. like a lot, but they're all happy. Oh, they're there she Oh, oh my, my god that was her first birthday in october oh. yeah she's a ham she's but super cute we'll have to post she's that a- in our in our facebook group wait Viv, yeah question did you yeah. did you really like the guy <laughs> no 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 okay no i was just no. curious no it, and i mean like it is what it is it was literally just like a one night thing were you on any birth really control cute I wasn't, no. But uh, that, I mean, obviously there were like condoms and things, but like, no, it wasn't. There was a condom? Yeah. But it obviously broke. This is letting us know, you know, this education on birth control as well, because the past two callers we've had were on birth control. Yeah. So it's, and I, I mean, for me, that like, and it, I mean, like, power to people that do that all the time, Mm -hmm. but that was just like, that's not a thing that I've ever done. Yeah besides yeah. one and that shows me <laughs> I'm not gonna do that again <laughs> oh my god well thank you so much that story was wow. intense yeah. yeah all right yeah. thank you so much Viv we got Lauren coming up she also has she has polycystic ovarian syndrome so this doesn't seem as mind-boggling to me so uh let's let's call Lauren uh all right wow this is an amazing podcast <laughs> Weird. wait she's not here yet oh. Lauren Yes. Hello. Lauren, Lauren, Lauren. Hi. Hey, Lauren. So I'm reading your email here, and I I heard that you have polycystic ovarian ovarian syndrome, and you've had Uh two miscarriages, so you didn't think a baby was in the cards for you and your husband. But you were completely wrong. (laughs) Tell us about your story. Um. So with the polycystic ovarian syndrome, your cycles are never normal. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've had it. I was diagnosed with it when I was 15. Yeah. I have Um, a friend who had it in high school and she was all, yeah, her periods were all all over the place. I only think she had her first period until she was like 16. So reading this, I was like, okay, okay. This doesn't weird me out as much as the other stories may. That's actually why my mom said like, 
took me to the OBGYN like in the first place. And that's how we got diagnosed with it because I, I think the first time I went four months without one. Mm-hmm. And so mom was like, that's really weird. We should go. And so then they put me on birth control and that's mm-hmm. the only way that regulated it. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't have a baby if you're on birth control. So once I got married, I got off of it. And then we had the two miscarriages and I saw a reproductive endocrinologist and I found out that I actually have a blood clotting disorder. Mm -hmm. And so I can never be on birth control ever again. But then they really just didn't think that a baby was going to happen that they knew that I could get pregnant, but they just didn't think that I could carry carry one to term. Oh, okay. Um, so when I didn't get my period. I didn't think anything about it. Um, my clothes fit the same the entire time. I was never sick um, or anything like that. And I went to my parents' house on Thanksgiving. And my mom's like, you're just kind of on edge more so than, I mean, this is just not like you. Mm-hmm. I think your hormones are out of whack. You need to see a doctor. And so I got to thinking about it. And I was like, well, what if I just took a pregnancy test? I know it's going to be negative, but let's just go ahead and rule it out. And I took it and it was positive. Oh my. And I was like, okay, well, I don't feel like I have any type of symptoms. And so I called the doctor. So I took the test the Saturday before Thanksgiving. I called the Monday before Thanksgiving and they didn't have anything that week. And so I um, scheduled it for January, or not January, December 3rd. But then I woke up on December 2nd, which was a Monday, and I had bleeding. Mm-hmm. And because of my miscarriages in history, we called the doctor and they got us in. And well, you probably we figured in. you were miscarrying again, huh? Right. That's, I mean, that was our first thought. Yeah. Because this is usually how it, this is how it worked with the last two. Mm-hmm. We took a test, got our hopes up, had a doctor's appointment, but before then bleeding would start. And then by the time we got in there, there would be no heartbeat when they did mm-hmm. the the ultrasound. I'm sorry. So yeah. It, it was a very like a growing experience in our marriage. And I mean, I think our marriage is stronger because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but then we, we went in, my blood pressure was through the roof. They asked if it's ever been this high and it never has. I've always had pretty decent blood pressure. And so they took it like three or four times. And um, I saw a doctor and this was a brand new doctor. I had never been to this doctor's office before. Mm -hmm. Um, So they were new to me and I was new to them. And so they were asking all these questions. And so she said, well, let's just go ahead and get an ultrasound first before we do anything. And so we go into the ultrasound and next thing you know, there's just a whole baby on the screen. So my husband and I were just kind of like staring at one another and neither <laughs> one of us said anything. Um, and the ultrasound tech, she you know, they don't tell you very much. And all she said was, um, well, usually this far along, we can't see what it is because they're not moving. There's not a lot of room. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? So she never told us anything. And so um, they made me get dressed. We went into so, a but room. You didn't know whether doc- it had a heart heartbeat or anything. Well, we got to hear it. Oh, okay. So we, got to, so we see that we see the picture and she's like, well, here's the heartbeat. It was really fast, really strong. Uh, me and my husband both cried mm. because that was the first time mm. that that's actually played out that way. Um, and so we go back into the room and me and him are talking. We probably had like three minutes that we were able to just talk to one another about it. And he's like, well, 
what do you think she meant that, that far along? Um, about that time, the doctor came in. And she goes, so you didn't, you didn't know at all that you were pregnant? And I said, no, I, I haven't felt sick. Or I've, I've worn the same clothes. She goes, okay, well, your blood pressure is really high. And for the safety of you and the baby, we think we should just admit you into the hospital um, and go ahead and get you started and have a baby today. Oh, my so, God. So could she tell, wow. like, how far? Like, you, did you look nine months? Um, she uh, she told me that I was 38 weeks and five days. So, yes, I, I was almost nine months pregnant, yes. <laughs> or over and I was pregnant, yeah. And I had, I just didn't know. I was like, and my response, I feel so goofy now looking back. I was like, but I, I'm wearing the same clothes. <laughs> yeah, so you can't a, be pregnant. That's a valid <laughs> question, just, comment. So, but yeah. And so they, my doctor's office is actually connected to the women's hospital here. And so they just wheeled me up to the third floor and they got me admitted and uh, I had a baby. Oh my gosh. Well, that's wow. so Hours exciting that you that. were trying and, you know, that they, you had a baby. Wait, did they C section you or induce you? Or were um, you already they tried. They tried. Well, see, that's what that's what they think happened. The bleeding was probably actually me about to go mm-hmm. into labor. Yeah. Um, so because when she checked, I was already two and a half centimeters dilated. <laughs> um so they took me up and then they started to induce me but once they broke my water and they hung me on like magnesium drips and they were trying to get my blood pressure down but they said that because I had gone so long there's no telling how long my blood pressure was high so when they finally got it down the baby didn't like it because he had lived in this environment where the blood pressure was higher um so after working for a little bit trying to figure out they wanted me to do it naturally they're like it's just not safe anymore so i ended up having a c-section wow wow gosh so healthy baby so without knowing yes you you had just completely healthy baby um he was little um he was five pounds five pounds eight ounces um but other than just having a little bit of a blood sugar blood sugar issue um at the beginning he was fine. We both got discharged from the hospital at the same time. We stayed um, for seven days because I ended up having um, fluid around my lungs and um, they diagnosed me with postpartum cardiomyopathy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we both got discharged at the same time, which was really great. Gave um, your husband seven so, days to go buy clothes and a car seat and all the essentials. Yeah. Yeah. I had to make several phone calls. Um, So I called my mom first, but she didn't answer. So then I had to call my dad and they both work in the same hospital together Mm -hmm. in New Orleans. And I live close to Memphis. So it's five and a half hours away. Uh, And so I called my dad and I'm like, hey, I need you to find mom and tell her what I'm about to tell you. And he's like, okay, what, what is it? I said, well, I'm 38 weeks and five days pregnant. He goes, do what? God, and I, I said, yeah, I'm, 30, I'm 38 weeks pregnant. He goes, that's when people have babies. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, that's when your daughter's going to have a baby. I was like, yes. Well, if, I said, if you'll let me finish, um, come like later tonight or tomorrow, you will be a grandparent. So I need you to find my mother and tell her. Wow. And so then I, after that phone call, I then had to call. Uh, my department chair at school and say, Hey, I need a sub for the rest of the semester at least because I'm having a baby. 
And so she actually sent out an email to the entire school that said, this is not a drill. And so (laughs) by the time I got to my house on that Saturday, there was a mountain of so many things. Um, Someone gave us a crib. There were clothes, diapers, formula, more than, we barely had to buy anything. That's amazing. Um, for him at the very beginning um and I still like as of this week had a teacher drop stuff off on my porch for him so like it's just like a constant it's a great community like between my school and my church and just family like we were totally covered I mean I couldn't what town do you live in you live around Memphis what town Yes, I live in South Haven, Mississippi. South Haven, Mississippi. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. so I last, it's about fifteen minutes away. Last question: How did um how did it feel that you went from not thinking you could get pregnant, you know, or have a baby at full term, and then here you are, full term, and you have a baby? It's like went from one extreme to another. Right. It was completely surreal. Um, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall just to see like what our faces looked like, but I don't know that I would want to change it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, prenatal care would be great. Um, maybe I wouldn't be having to take blood pressure medicine now and everything like that. But um, I do think that I would have probably stressed myself to death. Mm. Um, it's a just, I, I really think that it is a blessing. Um, and that's how I've always looked at it. Like, I, I just feel like, you know, God allowed me to know it when I knew it and just paved a way to be prepared for it. My parents magically made it from New Orleans to Memphis. Um, they were, as soon as I got brought up to recovery, they got there. So like they didn't wow. miss anything and, and everything. So I just feel like everything played out the way it was supposed to. Um I really, it probably took me two weeks to really wrap my head around the fact that I had a kid. I'm um, sure. It's like... And even now, I mean, he'll be four months old on Thursday. And I still look at him sometimes and just think, I just, this I just can't believe recent. this is. This is yeah. super recent. I would yeah. look at, yes. I know, I look at him and be like, who the hell are you? I know, <laughs> I know. Oh, well, so, congratulations. Thank you yeah, so much. It's so, such an incredible story. Yeah, we're super, super happy, super blessed. Um, and it, 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 the craziest thing is, you know, again, we thought we weren't going to have them. So we actually fostered at the beginning Aww. of last year. Oh and so, and he uh, got put back with his parents. Mm-hmm. And we actually got, looking back, we got pregnant with our son the week that he went back. No way. That's really yeah. cool. That's really cool. So. That's very, that seems like God saying hi there. Yeah. Yes. This oh, is like an episode that, of This Is Us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All so right, I just well, feel like everything worked out. So Yeah. All right. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for joining us and regaling us with this amazing tale. <laughs> thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. Wow, you guys. That was a good one. That was fun. These are very heartwarming stories. I know. I know. They're all good ones. Yeah. All babies are pretty good, pretty healthy. Yeah, and they all made their parents very happy. They're happy surprises. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and everyone was healthy, thank God. Yeah. So I guess now And there's we- a lot of, like, r- explanations that weren't super crazy. Like, you're like, how did you not know? But, like, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I they often don't talk about that. 
sorry, I still don't understand the placenta placement thing. I think that if it's pushed back, it makes your stomach look smaller. I don't don't even know. No, I understand that. That makes sense. What I don't get is just how it like. Oh, the placenta as an organ. Happens. Yeah, it's yeah. Like kind of crazy. I don't really know either. I think it's really weird because if you think to add, just say, six pounds to your stomach and not notice like an extra six pounds in your stomach. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> the end of Tiger King? <laughs> oh my God, it was Joe Exotic's kn- music. Yeah, it just popped up. I've been listening to his music. Oh my god! You know it's not him, right? It's not him. No. What do you mean? He like had a singer sing, and he dubbed. Yeah, like there's. Are you kidding, Lauren? There's no way it was his voice. Yeah, no way. No one told me it wasn't, so I just thought he was good at singing. (laughs) Well, there are a lot of people who have like weird speaking voices, and then they open their mouth to sing, and it's pretty amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, on another topic, moving from not knowing. You were pregnant to Naz getting a date. We have uh, set one up the same. <laughs> pretty much. I was trying to find a tie in there, but I couldn't come up with it. So we came up with a show. It's called The Sutress. And Naz is our sutress. And every week we set her up with three mystery suitors. And at the end of every week, she is going to pick her favorite of those three. And that guy is going to move to the finals round. You can see her do this quarantine dating. She has a 15-minute phone call. We She live. doesn't see them. She does not see them. They know what she looks like. But they, she does not know what they look like. Um, they speak over the phone and I stream it live on my Instagram. And then I put it up on Instagram on my YouTube. It's Ashley I. Jared H., um, the next day so you guys can follow along live or you know the day after now naz is going to make her decision on which mystery man mystery suitor she wants to take from week one into the finals <laughs> and we thought that we would okay so then i think naz first off we've been debating how many weeks we do this i think she needs to do three weeks she needs to meet nine guys, and then she'll narrow it down to three favorites, one from each week, plus a wild card. And then she'll get a 20-minute or more conversation with those guys. And then whoever she likes at the end of the finals, she will go on a date with in real life once quarantine is over. So that's... Do, do we think nine's a good number? Nine is we- a perfect number. Well, I'm just saying because you wanted to do 12, so I'm just wondering. No, I was no. going to do 12, and then that might Too be many. a little bit much. Too many. They'll all get washed yeah. out. Like, Yeah, so let's do nine. I agree. I love I love nine. Okay. Um, okay, so we need to deliberate on the, on what the happened. three suitors. Yeah. So did you see the poll results of the people who watched so, so far? I have the poll results up. I have so many. Okay. So I'll, I'll just go through all my thoughts with you guys and yeah. then you guys respond. Tell me what you think. So basically I felt like mentally it's between one and three for me right now. I'm really torn. Mm-hmm. Someone wrote in the Facebook group, which I'm actually really glad they wrote. And they were like, I think Naz like takes the lead on the conversation too much. Cause she's an interviewer which remember I was asking you guys and I definitely don't do that on dates. 
because I've been on so many now, mm-hmm. but because it's just like on Instagram live, you have I to keep like, it going and not be awkward. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want it to be awkward, but I guess I'll try and just like embrace those awkward moments for the next ones and just be quiet. But the thing is, is that I felt like I had, I got deeper with mystery guy number one mm-hmm. because of the questions that I asked, but I felt like the third guy was more fun and it's really important for me to be with someone funny. So it's kind of really hard because the first guy, I, it's like, I want to know if he's funny and the mm-hmm. second guy want to know, or the third guy want to know if he can get deep. And honestly, all of them were amazing. Like you and Lauren picked like amazing guys. Cause I felt like all the conversations were good. Like two was really, I'll re- I'll read through all my notes. So one, He's like from Orange County. He's a producer. He's in Aries, which I liked because um, we shared like the same birthday week. He was quarantining with his family. We obviously have a lot in common. Like he meditates. He reads books from like the same authors I do. He's a little OCD like I am. And I thought it was really cute that he says thank you to drivers during road rage. Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> but- that is cute. So I really, and just so everyone knows, exclusive content, he actually texts me like the next day and I text him, Ashley told me to text him back. I'm not allowed to talk till after the show, but I thought it was really sweet that he texts me and he Mm -hmm. said that he had like a really dope combo and he didn't know what to expect. And I thought that that was so cute. And in my head, I was like, oh, it's number one. But then I'm like, just because I have a lot in common with someone doesn't mean that I would necessarily connect with them romantically. And then- Guy number two um, lives in LA, LA. Like he's an actor, was a hockey player, played in the minors, never had a broken bone. I love that he's like lived in all these different places like Tulsa, Vancouver, Vermont. Like he seems like very well like lived and worldly and he worked in real estate and finance. He's the one that drew animation cartoons now. And I think he sounds the hottest out of all three, Uh just based on like voice, even though. I get mad when people judge based off of That's a real thing. And then the last guy, you know, Culver City, I thought he was funny. I thought he was really interesting. I think, you know, PhD in clinical psychology is very fascinating. The Taco Bell thing was weird because I didn't know if he like liked Taco Bell or not. But I right. think I think someone wrote that it was... It's so funny. People are taking it so seriously. People are like, no, no, no. He just didn't agree with Taco Bell with KFC. (laughs) Oh my God. I thought he just, yeah, he he flip-flopped, but he saved it with that. He didn't understand that KFC is owned, like KFC, the yummy brands, you know, how they put them together in one building. He thought that there was like some weird like matchup and it's like, no, they're very common. They're all Pepsi product places. Right. So then... He like joked about being out of shape and he had, we, we shared bad dates, which I think was nice, but I didn't get to, I don't think we got to learn enough about each other. Um, and he signed up like two hours before to do it. And I feel like he'd get along with my friends and like, I don't know, just him saying the bad breath story. It was kind of funny. I feel like he doesn't take himself as seriously. And I feel like I'd want to be with someone that, that ordered a shirt that says Carol did it. Yeah, that's true. That's very, but so I kind of want your thoughts and then I'll tell you guys all my thoughts after you tell me yours. Cause okay. you guys, I feel like know more about these guys than I do. Not particularly much more. Okay. But um, you know what they look like, you know, like yes, we know what they look like. <laughs> their Instagram. Like I have no idea. Okay. Okay. I actually, I need to see pseudo number one. Cause I don't know what he looks like. Okay. Ashley. Okay. Okay, 
mystery number one, you don't know what he looks like? I do not know. Well, do you need to look at him right now? Well, I guess it doesn't really matter. No, it shouldn't matter. Yeah, no, Lauren does. I want you guys to... But I just, I just want to know what his Instagram is so I can get the vibe of what he's like on Instagram. Because I know the other two, Um, I don't know if I can tell you what their content is on Instagram. No, you can't, but you can help me make a decision because you know well, me. The, I thought that suitor number three well, had I a, don't think anything should be look-based. Okay. That's no, why. it's not look-based. I'm saying, like, you know more about... I'm not saying it's look-based. I'm saying, like, you can see their Instagrams and know, I don't know, more than I... You can get a little bit of more info than I can. I, I do feel like... If I was going to choose a guy for you, though, I would just have chosen the guy for you. I want you to make a decision just based off the phone call and the connection you felt. Yeah, but it's so tough in 15 minutes because I don't know if one can be funny and I don't know if three can be... Thank you. Um, they all have very similar Instagrams, I'll tell you that. Okay. Um, um, they, suitor number three, I thought you had like, it was very lighthearted and you did not get to get deep with him. And I was, and I wanted there to be more questions that were going to help you like decipher him a little bit easier rather than just like light tiger king banter. But I I understand that's good for the first date too. Sure. I was going to even think about this week saying that you can't really talk about core, like, no, you can. you can talk about because quarantine, good- which leads to certain things. Yeah. But sometimes I feel like it's been, you've been, they've been hung up on talking about that. It's, like it's a just crutch. an easy crutch, crutch, which is good. Okay. I think well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, should I, that's, that's why this is hard. It's like, I want to ask questions, but I also like that person was saying, and I had that thought too. I, it's like, I want, I obviously want someone that's going to take the lead. So maybe I'll just be quiet and let them just guide the combo more. Okay, I'm going to give you this little bit of advice. And it's not advice. This is just my statement before you make a decision. I think there's a positive about all three of them, and all the positives are different. I think one person you're going to have the most in common with and, like, probably probably be able to develop the best rapport with, okay? There's one person that I know you'll be most attracted to, um, and then there's one person that I <laughs> say it. <laughs> well, I already g- told you this. So that's why I want to give it away. Cause what? they're all different. So, um, but I already told you it. So then you'd automatically know which one I was referring to yeah. here. Um, well, I feel like I already kind of, Yeah. This I'm freaking really- out. This is so fun. This is so hard, guys. Naz, again, like, it's not life or death here because if you make the wrong mistake, if you, like, choose wrong and you end up meeting the person in real life and you're like, oh, never mind, didn't really have that much chemistry, then you can always go back to a guy. Like, again, look at, Pe- look at Peter Weber. He, <laughs> he decided on Hannah Ann, then, then maybe went to Maddie for a second, or wanted Maddie, then went to Hannah Ann, then went back to Maddie, and then, and then went to Kelly. G- oh, not G. Then went to Kelly. Then went to other Hannah, Hannah B. And Hannah B is in there, too. And he's going to go down as one of the worst bachelors ever, ever. So I don't, I, people's feelings are invested in this. I can't be the worst first sutra. Okay. So <laughs> your gut, Naz, your gut, what does your gut say? My gut was like, I want to hang out with three, but number one is the type of person that I really you have on a paper. Deep... 
Exactly. But we all know that just because someone's good on paper doesn't mean they're good in real life. Can you tell me their ages? <laughs> no, that's another thing we won't tell you. Okay. So I think, okay. And then Ashley, we're not going to do extra phone calls with them. Like one more time, like at least one in three. Again, you get a wild card week, week, the final week you have a wild card. So you can bring back any guy that you were torn about. Okay. So I'm going to go with one because he texts me and he seems really sweet and like probably someone that I should like really give a decent chance to, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm a wild card mystery guy, number three, but I, I feel in my heart that I want to have sex with mystery two. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. Okay, I feel in my heart. You know what, Naz? I, I think that was just perfectly put. <laughs> so I'm right. And I'm you basically right. gave everyone a chance in that explanation too. So you can go back to any of them. Okay, and we're gonna release the photos at the very end. Very right? end. Wait, you can't release them until after I go on the date with the guy. Okay, okay. That's very, very smart. Okay. Because I I just, I really don't want to have, I want to have like horse blinds on and I don't want to like want to text other guys. I want to give, you guys are putting a lot of work into this. So I want to like do it right. Yeah. So then you're not thinking, oh, my backup's really hot, you know, or something. Right. Yeah, exactly. I want to give people a real chance that I connect with like through the phone call and... Okay. Yeah. Very good. So suitor number one has she been chosen. She doesn't want a Peter Webber room. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't want to fuck with everyone's feelings. And I, I really want to connect with someone. I am, I will say, I am a little nervous that like mystery guy number one and I maybe have so much in common that we're just going to be friends. But I also don't want to put that out there because you never know. You never know. Okay. Yeah. All okay. right. Well, well, fantastic. We'll see him in week three. It seems like, okay, so Mr. Man number one, I will notify today that it has been taken to the finals. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and the um, 98 other people who voted for him on the message boards will be thrilled to hear this news. Okay, but... Fuck yeah. Okay, and then what was I going to say? Okay, so when are my next three dates this week? Friday, and then I Saturday, think, and well, Sunday. Oh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then we'll always reveal my next person on, on the next podcast. Monday. Yeah. We'll always reveal the person that you chose that week on the podcast that we record that following week. Yeah. Yeah. And then everyone listening, I will try to be better at like not. It's so hard. It's okay. I wouldn't, I do no. not blame you for leading the conversation because no, I, I would just to like make it not awkward. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough because it's like there's things I want to know about them, but then I also want... Naz, you're killing it. You're doing such a good job. I don't know. I feel like I should have got deeper with three just to know, you know? I think the only thing is if you get stuck, if you guys are, like, talking about something really fluffy, then, like, change it to non-fluff. But, like, don't... But it's also good to know, like, I don't think you guys should guide them. I think we should just see what their instinct yeah. is because that's the kind of person I'm going to want to end up with is someone that like does want to not talk surface level right away. But this is a weird scenario. I, I would expect anyone to talk surface level. In this yeah, scenario. definitely. I know. I know. All right. Well, it's been fun. We're really enjoying this. We're going to get on <laughs> looking for suitors number four, five and six. If you guys have any suggestions out there, please email Lauren. It's Lauren at gmail.com. She is the head, the executive casting producer. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. New resume. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you 
man. Wait, should we open this up to New York? We haven't we, been eliminating. We haven't been eliminating. But everyone so far has been LA-based. Everybody who seems worthy of the phone it call is has been nice LA-based. It is nice because it's realistic. And if yeah. I want to go on a date with them. Yeah. If they're incredible, we'll put them in there. If they're like New York. Yeah. Yeah, if they're in New York and they're incredible, I'd like to. Yeah. Or anywhere. All right. Obviously. This has been so much fun. Eee! <laughs> okay, okay. Lizzie, this is the longest Lizzie podcast we've ever done. Season two. Wait, what? Lizzie season two? Wait, do we, should we say goodbye? Yes, yeah, we, yeah, say we goodbye. should say goodbye now. <laughs> okay, everyone, we are signing off. Thank you for listening to the I Don't Get It podcast and follow the I Don't Get It um, Facebook group and listen to the Sutris on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at on 10 at Eastern 10 time Eastern. live stream on my Instagram live. Ashley Iconetti. And available on my YouTube the next day at it's Ashley I Jared H on YouTube. All right. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Goodbye now. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. I don't get it. Podcast.